Parables from Luke, chapter 18. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed like this, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. O Lord, have mercy on us. We pray together the 123rd Psalm. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. For we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. very simple prayer. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. For the first 300 years of Christian worship, this was prayed in the Greek language. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. When we pray this prayer, we therefore join a mighty fellowship that stretches back to the very time of Jesus Christ. But as you can see, this prayer extends far past, beyond Christianity, into the worship of faithful Hebrews praying the Psalms. To you, Lord, I lift up my eyes. O you who are enthroned in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. We stand alongside one another in the sanctuary, God's throne room, and we ask our king to have mercy on our church, 
to have mercy on our families, to have mercy on our village and the nation. Also, each one of you stand as individuals in the church, like the tax collector in our gospel reading. You stand in the throne room of God in your own heart, begging your king to have mercy on you, a sinner. In fact, I face God's presence in the altar usually during the Kyrie, and on your behalf, including my own, I sing with you this ancient prayer. Here in this church, all of this is happening at the same time. Us as a church asking for mercy, us as individuals asking for mercy, and myself asking for mercy on behalf of you and the world. It's the complex yet simple beauty of the divine service and the liturgy. All of life, meaning, deep meaning that we usually don't come into contact with because of entertainment and activities and work, all of that is spinning concurrently, all together, perfectly in the divine service. And if you yawn during something in the divine service, if you Take a breath in. If you stare off into space for a little bit, it doesn't matter because your brother or sister in Christ who's next to you is going to fill in the gaps. And that's the beauty. By the time that we pray the Kyrie in the divine service on Sunday mornings, we've usually said the invocation. We've confessed our sins as a congregation. I have given you the absolution or forgiveness of sins in Jesus' stead. You're absolved. And so in this moment, you may wonder, why are we asking God to have mercy? Well, what we're doing is we're asking each of the three persons of the Trinity to have mercy on us. God, or sorry, Lord, Christ and Lord once more. All of us constantly ask for mercy. We are forgiven continuously, each moment, beat by beat. For he who has begun a good work in you will see it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. There were two in the temple that day. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. One of them, the tax collector, among the most hated of traitors in society, the other was a Pharisee. While we may think or look down on Pharisees today because of what we know of Jesus' dealings with them, Pharisees and Sadducees alike were to be the religious teachers, examples of holy living, the pastors of their day that God had given to his people to watch over them and protect them and teach them. But what does Jesus show to us instead? The one that we're supposed to believe is all high and mighty, the Pharisee, is not even focused 
on the sacrifice in the temple for sin. Maybe he doesn't think he needs a sacrifice for his sin, but that would be going beyond what we're told. But the Pharisee is standing by himself. He's standing far away from everyone else. He's not standing with the congregation in prayer. Instead, he's praying to God, muttering to himself, comparing himself to other people, focusing on other people's sins, not his own. But the thing that is literally, and I say this in the full sense of the word, the thing that is literally damning about the Pharisee's prayer is that he is offering up to God his own works, the things that he does, his own deeds, in order to just or justify himself. Right? So look, God, look at all the things that I do. Look what I have done. Look, I'm not like that person. And that's called justifying yourself, right? And we all know what that means when you justify yourself. Well, what does the tax collector do? He stands with the congregation. He is completely focused. He prays the Kyrie. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Maybe the psalm appointed for the lectionary that day was 123. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it, Lord. I'm tired of being contemptuous and comparing myself to others and despising other people and pointing my finger at other people. Have mercy upon me, Lord. The prayer is never, God be merciful to them, sinners. The psalmist does not pray, have mercy upon them, O Lord. The Kyrie is never, Lord, have mercy on them. No, the Kyrie is, Lord, have mercy upon us. And as we pray throughout the service, God be merciful to me, a sinner, Imagine how the world would change if each and every person in Elk Grove Village, let alone America, in prayer with Christ throughout the day, prayed, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Admitted, I'm part of the problem. Have mercy on me. Have you ever... When hearing awful or dreadful news said, Lord, have mercy. Have you ever caught yourself saying that? Lord, have mercy. See, the Kyrie is second nature to you. It's a reflex, just like Sunday morning has been training you your whole life. So the next time you or someone around you lets out a Lord have mercy, lean into it. Pray, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Watch the Trinity 
whom you've just prayed to begin to work in the world at the invitation of your prayer. Can you believe it? Jesus wants us to take the example of a tax collector, a tax collector like his beloved Apostle Matthew. The tax collector cannot be helped to fixate on the sins of his brothers and sisters. No. Instead, the tax collector is ever watchful over his own sin. Right? Take heed lest ye fall. Keep watch over yourselves, Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane to his apostles. Keep watch over yourselves, for the flesh is willing, but the spirit is weak. The tax collector is ever mindful of his own pride that is ruining his life, his own need for mercy. And so we join the repentant tax collector as we ask Christ to have mercy on us as well. Join him, join me, join your brothers and sisters during the service, beating our chests like the tax collector did. A Hebrew sign of repentance, that you're turning away from your way and turning back to the Lord and his way, the way. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease and the contempt of the proud. When you've had your fill of being angry with other people, when you've had your fill being angry with the news or the way that other people fail you or the way that your country is going down the drain, pause, take a deep breath and pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Shift your focus away from what you cannot control, which might even be your own thoughts or feelings. Shift your focus to the only one whom you can, by grace, yourself. Shift your focus to the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, and pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. For I tell you, Christ says, this tax collector, he went away that day justified. He went away that, that day atoned for, righteous. He did not justify himself. The Lord justified him in his mercy. This man went away justified rather than the other. Why, Jesus says. Why? Well, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And by this daily humbling of yourself, may the Lord Jesus Christ raise you up by his mercy alone. Amen.